Raising Kellen podcast. My name is Marsh Naidu and I blog at RaisingKellen.org where we curate resources for parents raising children with developmental delay and or disabilities. As always, remember that the information provided on this podcast is purely educational and if you are seeking advice to your specific situation, be sure to consult a trained professional. Today we are recording episode 65 and over the next few episodes we are going to be bringing you our sizzling summer series. Today we chat with Alyssa Walls from Tender Ones Therapy Services and coming soon we will be talking as well with Colleen Starkloff from the Starkloff Disability Institute where she chats about the disability rights movement as well as some of the camps coming up through the Institute. So stay tuned for more details. Grab your cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready for some awesome conversation. Well, guys, I am super excited to be joined by Alyssa Walls, who is a pediatric physical therapist and uh, shout out to Tots, that's Tender Ones Therapy Services in uh, in Georgia. Now, um, and welcome to the Raising Kellen podcast, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me. I feel truly honored to be talking to you and I am so glad that this podcast exists because you're changing the world with all your guests that you have on here. Tell us about Alyssa Walls and tell us about what led to your passion in pediatric therapy. Oh, Lord, you want the short or the long version? Um, so I um, have, was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I uh, lost my hearing, we think, when I was born. So I have, I'm partially deaf and I wear bilateral hearing aids. And I think that experience and having to have a, a disability myself has kind of led me um, down the path that I am on. Uh, I have always loved children. I've always loved uh, playing and having fun and being outside. And so uh, and when I fell in love with paddleboarding, I thought, oh, wow, this is changing my balance and my, my strength in a way that I have never felt before. And so then I thought, okay, well, if I can do this and this is helping me with balance and strength, why can't I bring my patients out here and do it? And so uh, Steve Doran is uh, a colleague of mine at Tinder Ones, and we came up with the program together uh, the first summer that I actually worked at Tinder Ones. So uh, I was a baby therapist at that time and didn't really know what I was doing, but I luckily had the guidance of uh, Dr. Steve to uh, help me get this program going and started, and it's just been uh, blossoming ever since. So uh, you and your colleague, uh, that's an OT, Nilka Clayton, got together. I mean, how did y'all even get something like this set up? 
What were some of the issues that you guys faced? What were some of the workarounds? I mean, you guys have been doing this for five years now. Yes. So, so we have two separate kind of programs. So the one is we do individual sessions of uh, stand-up paddle boarding aquatic therapy. And so that's PT and OT. We do one-hour sessions, one-on-one with the child on the board. And then uh, Noka and I started a stand-up paddleboarding PT slash OT camp. And that we started five years ago. And uh, how we kind of came up with that was first the paddleboarding individual sessions were happening and kids were loving it. And then we had another colleague at work that was doing summer camps. And uh, my boss actually asked me to write a grant uh, for uh, starting an autism camp. And so paddleboarding camp. And so I wrote, wrote it up. I did not get the grant, uh, but that was okay because my boss said, okay, well, I still want you to do this uh, camp that you came up with. It's okay that we don't have a grant. So then I got together with Noka. Uh, because I realized that doing three hours of paddleboarding would be kind of challenging uh, if that's all we did. So I partnered with Noka, who is an OT, and uh, the way that we kind of formulated the camp is we started with a warm-up, uh, getting, bringing all the camp, campers together, and uh, we do camp songs and just kind of a warm-up activity. And then from there... Half the campers go onto the water and they do uh, paddleboarding with me. And then the other half of the campers, they stay on the land and they do um, fine motor, visual motor, different um, OT activities, uh, gross and fine motor skills uh, on the land. And then uh, we come back together about halfway through and we make a snack. And so, again, um, just kind of working on different um, fine motor and visual motor skills, and then also social skills and eating. And then uh, the, they don't have to eat the snack. Of course, we have some picky campers that don't always like eating them, but they're they're fun to make. Uh, some, like um, one of the ones that's my favorite is called fish, um, fish in the River. And so we have a celery stick with cream cheese and then goldfish on top. So we try to make them fun and uh, exciting for the kids to eat. Uh, we also try to make them healthy, but, you know, that that is um, sometimes we like to spice it up a little bit, too, as far as that goes. Um, but then and then after that, we'll do a switch. So the group A people will go on land and do all those um, scavenger hunt and different activities on land. And then the group B will go on the water. And then at the end of camp, we all come together and do kind of um, camp songs at the end. And then we part ways for the day. So um, I that's kind of the schedule of camp. And uh, how did it come together? Um, both of us with a big dream of what it would look like. And then we've just had a lot of help along the way. Um, as far as each year that we do it, we get a little bit better at what we're doing. Uh, we learn a little bit more. Uh, we figure out what kind of supplies would make things easier for us. Um, we have wonderful students that we um, that come and volunteer 
and then also help prep us for camp as well. So it's a great learning experience for the students uh, and how to integrate OT and PT into um, an outdoor setting, but then also a great opportunity for interdisciplinary care between the PTs and the OTs. So um, to, to give you guys an idea of what a camp possibly looks like, uh, I would like for you all to go onto Instagram and check out Tinder underscore ones. Uh, you guys have a uh, Instagram page and there's some really neat mini videos on there. Uh, and uh, I mean, I just love looking at those camp experiences as well as your therapy practice itself. So you guys do innovative, fun stuff. What's the lineup for the summer? How are you all working that out? So uh, currently we do have uh, three camps. Uh, they are all full at the moment. However, we are taking, um, we are taking uh, wait lists. Uh, people, uh, just in case, you know, summer plans change. We um, we had the sign-up start in December. So uh, I know people's uh, schedules sometimes do change in the summer. So, or things happen last minute that campers aren't able to come. So uh, we definitely, we are on a wait list at the moment, um, but don't deter that from at least trying it. And the other option, if uh, camp isn't something that you can do, um, if you're in the Georgia area, you could uh, try doing the individual sessions, um, which are, there's still some spots open for that. Or, um, you know, or try uh, the individual sessions, see if it's something that you like. And then maybe um, next year, uh, we'll have the information out and you'll be able to sign up in December when we start doing signups again. I have a dear friend, Dana, that lives uh, in Georgia. So I'm going to definitely let her know about the camp. I know Levi would, would love to try it out. Alyssa, tell us more about the dates of the camps. Um, when are those coming up? Okay, so it's June 6th through the 10th. June 20th through the 24th, and then July 18th through the 22nd. Now, is this a day? And they're all Monday through Friday, 9 to 12. Okay, so this is basically like a day camp, right? And you're, are you drawing on participants that are already in your guys' program, or are you is it people out in the community as well? that's coming in for these camps? So it is, uh, yeah, some of them are our um, patients, but some of uh, that are already in the program, but some of them are, um, we have campers that are coming from all over the United States. Uh, and they don't have to be a patient at TOTS in order to come to the camp. What about some therapy students uh, or uh, high schoolers or um counselors or anybody that might want to volunteer in the program do you all, is that something you all do yes so um we do these camps run off of volunteers uh, and so we uh anywhere any pt ot med students um 
psychology students, really anyone in the medical field students and or um, early education, any kind of students, you just have to really be above the age of 18 and um, and then fill out our volunteer form. There's a background check that we require of our volunteers. But, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity if you need volunteer hours and if you need um, uh, observation hours for uh, any med program. To find out more about the camp, is it like an online resource that uh, folks can go to to find out more about the camp, Alyssa? Yes, so you can go to www.tenderonestherapy.com. If you click on um, services provided and go down to aquatic therapy, there's a tab on paddle boarding camp. A question specifically for therapists now that might be asking, Alyssa, why paddle boarding? What is the draw of paddle boarding? Okay, so for me, I, my first answer is why not? Okay, <laughs> but then my that's a listen, you know, right? <laughs> um, but but specifically paddleboarding. So for me, the biggest draw to me was I love the water and I love being outside. Okay, and I'm thinking, okay, if I fall off the board and I fall into the water, I am not. It's relatively safe, right? You fall into the water, you're wearing a life jacket, you just climb back up on the board, right? And for some of these kids that um, have difficulty walking, if they fall over on the land, they could potentially break a bone or really hurt themselves, right? So the water, I thought, was a safer way of working on balance and strength on the paddleboard because if they fall off again, they're going to fall into the water or a lot of times they'll fall onto the board. So I, we use a mix between inflatable boards and hard boards and all the hard boards have um, like a foam covering on top. Uh, so to kind of minimize any kind of injuries that way. Um, but then if they fall into the water, okay, now they can swim around for a little bit and then they can climb back up on the board, you know? Uh, so I feel like, they can work on falling almost in a safe way in an outdoor environment. So then now they're getting lots of different sensory input, um, lots of visual and um, noises and other things that they kind of have to pay attention to while also maintaining their balance. Because again, you know, in the clinic, we can sometimes control those types of things by putting them in a quiet room or um, being uh, away from where all the people are. But in the real world, there's going to be people going by, right. and there's going to be uh, people yelling, or there's going to be people um, you know, walking quickly by you. And so I feel as if we can get them outside and in you know, the real world, then they are able to work on these skills, balance and strength um, with, real live perturbation and um, stuff that could be happening in the environment. But also, I just feel happier when I'm outside, breathing in fresh air, being around the water, hearing the birds chirp, um, wind in my hair, sun in my face. Like, that just makes me happy. 
And so unless you have an aversion to being outside or aversion to water, it just, I see so many smile. I see my kids bite up so much when they get to go uh, paddleboarding in the summer. I mean, I have a child that every time he sees me in the clinic, he signs paddleboarding to me because he can't wait to get back into uh, or get, get back onto the paddleboard. So, um, you know, it's just giving them a different experience, something that maybe um, their other peers are doing. And it's a way that the whole family can do it together and uh, in a relatively safe environment. Like I said, falling into the water uh, with a life jacket on is um, safer or can be safer than falling um, on a rock on the ground. Girl, I love how your mind works. I, I just, I love the whole concept of stand-up paddle boarding. And thank you for all that you do for the kids. And um, I just, uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate that out-of-box thinking, um, Alyssa. And uh, are there any last words that you would like to end off with, my dear? Or anything that you would like to educate our parents on? I just would like to say, be open to trying new things. Um, I think that uh, sometimes we can let our disability um, cause fear in trying new things. I know for me, I used to always be hesitant um, to go to new places or um, be around people if I couldn't make sure that I could hear them. And so I feel like, you know, we tend to do that depending on um, our different disabilities that we may or may not have. And so uh, don't be afraid to try something new and uh, don't be afraid to think outside the box. Like some, it's not for everyone, but I find I've had a lot of really good success with paddleboarding because it's so easy to grade up or grade down. So if a child is working on sitting balance, then we're sitting on the paddleboard and we're doing kayaking with a kayak paddle. Or if they're working on kneeling, then we'll transition to kneeling and we can park the paddleboard on the shore and work on it. Um, when the board is more stable, or we can be in the middle of the water and work on climbing up and down um, the board that way. So I just, what I love about paddleboarding is, number one, that it is outside. That's the number one thing. But also that you can work on many skills on the board. So it's just another therapeutic tool to use. And I just want to encourage people that just if you haven't done it before, don't let fear take over and just try something new because it's so fun and the kids love it and the parents love it because the kids love it. And then parents buy paddle boards and then they have their kids hugging a board in a surf shop because they're so excited to do paddle boarding again. So just all these little things that have happened. And as far as for other physical therapists out there, definitely try new things, get your kids outside. Um, you know, we're not meant to be indoor creatures. We're meant to explore the world and be outside and be in our natural environment. So um, don't be afraid to try something new. For folks to contact uh, you at Tender Ones and check out more about the stuff that you guys have out, how can they reach you, Alyssa? 
So they can reach me at Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, mm-hmm. at com, and, um, and I can respond that way. Or if you um, want to, you could also call the office at 770-904-6009. Either way is fine. Um, and I look forward to talking to anyone, any PTs, any parents, um, any children that may or may not be interested. And um, I hope one day that paddleboarding is just another tool that we use in physical therapy and that uh, lots of kids get to try it. Thank you so much. You have an amazing day, okay? Thank you so much for interviewing me and having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it and appreciate all you do. If you would like to keep up with some of the upcoming podcasts we have coming your way, be sure to check out our Facebook page, RaisingKillen.org. And guys, we also have a newsletter that comes out every quarter that you can sign up uh, and that's available on the RaisingKillen.org website. So that's a good way as well to get inbox email reminders of upcoming podcasts as well as keeping track of what we have planned for the future. Thank you so much for listening and as always remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off.